So that's where, that's where joy is rooted. That's where, it's, that's where it, it grows from. And it's, uh, and it's rooted in the hope and the promises of God. As I said, um, Rome, uh, Romans 12, 12 says we, we rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. But we rejoice in the hope of our salvation. We rejoice in the hope of the promises that God made of the world to be redeemed, of our, of our, um, of our, our relationship with him to be face-to-face and in person and, not, and not, not hidden and not clouded. So these are the things that's rooted in. <clears throat> and, uh, and now we're going to talk about the things that it's cultivated by. So it's cultivated by abiding in Christ by beholding God's glory and grace, and by meditating on his promises toward us. All right. So, a few moments ago I said, joy is not an act of the will. And now I'm talking about cultivating. So, there's a tension here, right? So, um, because joy is not something that we can produce. So, rooted and, and cultivated, those are sort of agriculture words, right? That's, that's, we're talking about plants. Um, and so, you, you might know... Uh, from experience that you you can't make a plant grow, right? Uh, I know from experience that I can kill it. <laughs> uh, not not super good at uh, at taking care of plants myself. Um, but in terms of cultivating, we we can't we can't decide to be joyful, but we can cultivate joy. We can do the things that that we need to do for, for joy to grow in our lives, and we can avoid things that will prevent joy in our lives, right? So that's, that's our portion of it. God will, God's, the gift of God is joy. The, the fruit of the Spirit is joy in our lives. But well, our part is to, is to do the things that we can do to, um, to let it grow and to do the things that we, to not do the things that we can do to stop it from growing, all right? So that's, that's the difference between where this is not something that you can conjure, but it's something that you can you can cultivate. This is something that you can um, that you can allow or you can prevent. Suppose you can't. I suppose you can't prevent it. If God's going to make you joyful, He's going to make you joyful. But um, well, I wasn't prepared to talk about that. That just. <clears throat> All right. So you can't um, you can't decide to be joyful. You can decide to be cheerful. Again, this is, this is sort of the, the difference between what secularists would call joy and what we would call joy. So those things that we talked about before about changing your mindset, you can, you can choose to be cheerful, uh, which is a good choice, right? This is, this is a good thing. Um, you, can, you can choose to be cheerful with the people that you interact with at your workplace or in the store or um, in, in whatever situation you find yourself in. Those are... Um, those are good things to, to do. That's a good decision to make. That's not the same thing as deciding to have joy in your life because, because we can't conjure that. We can't, um, we can't just force that. Um, it's surprising how grateful some people in the world are, people who don't experience joy, how, how grateful they are for just cheeriness. Um, and so that, you know, just how much more so if we could introduce them to the joy of the Lord. Um, but Jesus used... Jesus used imagery of, of planting and growing when he, when he talked about joy. Um, in, uh, in John 15, he talks about being the true vine. And he talks about, um, he talks about us being connected to the vine, right? So, so the idea like, like, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
um, if you want to bear fruit, you need, um, you need to be connected to the vine. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. <clears throat> but he... Um, So he speaks in he's when he's when he's speaking there he's 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 introducing this idea that our the one of the ways that we cultivate joy in our lives is to stay connected to him uh, and, and abide in him. So we focus and meditate on the work of Christ, and that's one of the ways that we can cultivate joy in our lives. Um, we focus on the depth of grace extended to us. And we remember those promises of God. We remember the hope that we have in our future salvation, our future situation. Um, here's here's another here's another metaphor for in terms of, of in terms of focusing our mind on on Christ and focusing our mind on the things that are to come. Uh, in when you're driving in the winter time, I've, you maybe have seen this or, or heard of this. Like uh, when somebody loses control of their vehicle, they they often end up hitting like the one thing that they shouldn't have hit. You know, a big field and they'll hit the tree, or, or a, you know a, a, a nice big ditch, but they'll hit the the barricade. Uh, and the, the reason for that is that it's a common thing when you're driving is to, is to notice the thing and be like, oh, I don't want to hit the tree. But that's where you're looking and that's where you're focused, right? So in terms of driving, this is, this is just a metaphor. I'll get back to it in a moment. But this is good to know, right? We're upstate New York. This is good things. If you ever lose control of your vehicle, you look where you want to go and point the wheels there. That's what you do. That's all you can do. You're not in control, but you can look where you want to go and point the wheels there. Uh, so... You know, you start to slide, and you're like, I want to be there. And then the car might do something else, but you're like, I still want to be there. And if you keep your eyes on where you want to go, you got that, right? That was good, right? Uh, if you keep your eyes on where you want to go, there's a good chance you'll end up there. That's the same way when we focus our hearts on, on Jesus. We focus our hearts on, the, on God when we, when we focus our minds. We, we, we're not in control of our situation. But we're, control about, we're in control of where our thoughts are. We're in control of where our focus is. And that's the way that we can cultivate joy in our lives, is to not focus on our situation, not to focus on all the things that might be going poorly, not to focus on all the things that might be going well, but to focus on the truth of the Lord, of the promises that he's made, of the, of the future glory that, that, are, that is awaiting for us. Those are the ways that we can cultivate our joy. Uh, so where are we looking uh, Hebrews 12, verse 2, we just went over this just recently, um, says that we look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despite the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that was set before Jesus was our salvation and our future relationship with him in heaven. That sort of that joy took him through the took him through the, the path of suffering without without wavering. So the results of joy are perseverance in suffering and a pervasive attitude of joy in any season or circumstance. Joy can sustain us through whatever situation we're in because it is not dependent on the situation we're in. So that's how we make sense of uh, verses like James 1 and 2 when it says, when he says, count it all joy when you meet trials. It makes sense of verses like Philippians 2.17 where, where Paul says, 
Even if I am poured out like a drink of offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice. Because it's not dependent on the situation. It's dependent on the truth of who God is and what he's done for us. It's not dependent on the circumstances. The promises of God are permanent and our circumstances are temporary. All right, here's a couple, here's a couple more little metaphors that, that might help you understand that, that this difference between what the situation is and what the outcome is. So imagine you're watching um, a sport game, uh, some sporting event, and you're invested in the outcome. Maybe you've been cheering for this team for decades, or maybe you have a family member on the team. The tension of not knowing the outcome uh, can, be, can be stifling, right? It can be, it can be stressful. Um, if you've got a heart condition, you're not supposed to watch sporting events uh, because it's bad for your heart. This is the sort of thing that, um, that they'll tell you. So, so, imagine, so the, imagine the other team, the, the enemy or whatever, is up, right? So the, and this, the, the clock is winding down. I'm sure, you, I'm sure some of you know what I'm... Some of you are like, this makes no sense to me. Some of you are like, oh, yeah, I feel that all the time. Um, so the other team's up and the clock's winding down and, you, and, the, and you've got this, this sense of like... Like technically, there's still a possibility that that our, that my team wins, but like like a whole bunch of things would have to happen that are unlikely, right? Statistically, it's, it's improbable. Um, and sometimes that's how we live our lives. Like we're we're in whatever situation we're in, and uh, and we and we sort of think like, well, there's a chance things might get better. There's a chance my 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 boss is nice to me someday. There's a chance that um, that. My relationship, broken relationship, gets fixed. Doesn't seem likely. Um, you know, there's there's a chance that I'll that I'll get this um, get this thing that I'm I'm really praying for, but it doesn't seem likely. Um, maybe justice will be served. You know, maybe maybe I'll get my maybe I'll get what's coming to me, and 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 those that have wounded me will get what's coming to them. Um, and we, but we just, we just feel it, that tension. We're just, we're just like, it's probably not, it's probably not going to happen. And that's, 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 that's what I just described was life without joy, right? Because we don't know the outcome. But now go back and imagine you're watching that same game that was recorded yesterday. And you know that your team had that miraculous last minute recovery, comeback, celebration, the tension of the moment, even if they're down, even if the score is bad and the outcome looks unlikely, you know what the end is, right? So there's no, you're still sad about the situation, injured player or, or missed catch or whatever, missed opportunities. You can, still, you can still be sad about that, but you have joy because you know the outcome. And that's where we are as Christians. We're, we all have situations in our lives. Everyone has a situation in your life that you wish was different. There's, there's something that bothers you. That because our world is broken and sin is in our lives, it comes from our own hearts and we're affected by the sin sorry, of all those people around us. But we have joy, we can have joy if we focus on the outcome, if we focus on the ending that is promised to us. We know the ending, our hope is sure, and our joy can be full. All right, well, I'll, I'll get off the sports metaphors for, me, for a moment. It's like when you're climbing a, a mountain or a hill. Uh, we, don't, we don't climb mountains. We don't, we, don't go up, we don't go up them because we like shin splints and we like to be out of breath, right? We go up those places because either we, um, 
we like the view from the top or we like to slide down on slippery things in the snow. Uh, that one, one of two, two reasons to climb a big hill. <clears throat> if you know the view is worth it, you don't complain about the circumstances on the way up. Now, that's uh, having been in camp ministry for a long time, I, this is a, this, I've gone on a lot of hikes. I've led a lot of people up mountains to see views. Um, and there is a, there's a level of maturity where, like, if, if you're taking adults up and they know that the view is going to be good, they're less likely to complain. Uh, if you're taking, say, middle schoolers up, there's likely that they will complain very much, uh, even though they know, even though you tell them that there's a, a view at the end. Um, so there is, there is a maturity level in that metaphor. But I think that also applies to Christians, that, that this is a maturity that can grow, where you shouldn't expect to just be able to go, all right, I'm going to focus on, on the hope, and then I'll, I'll just magically, you know, and suddenly, through force of my own will, have joy. Uh, this is something that can be cultivated. You can, you can, practice, you can practice focusing on, and, and so we've got to take our thoughts captive, right, as we're commanded in Scripture elsewhere. You've got to take every thought captive. So when we start focusing on our situation and, our, and we start to realize when the Holy Spirit will tell you, you're focused on your situation, you need to focus on the outcome, we need to accept that. We need to, and we need to change. We need to say, all right, I'm going to put that thought, that focus aside on this situation. I'm going to focus on what the promises of God are for the end of, for the end of things. So joy can be practiced. You can cultivate it. You can get yourself in shape for climbing those mountains and for, for these things. But we have to keep the end in view. We have to keep ourselves looking unto Jesus. And so we're going to, um, I'm going to ask the band to come back up. We're going to, as we do on every week, we're going to take a moment to remember Jesus, to remember the sacrifice he made to remember the gift that he gave, to remember the debt that he, that he paid for us, to remember the promise of the resurrection, to remember the promise of his kingdom coming to earth as it is in heaven, of all things being made new through the power of the cross. And this is an opportunity to reflect not on your situation, but on the outcome, on the future, on the promises of God. So I hope that you can come to the table this morning with joy. Remember the work of Christ and, and let joy live in your hearts. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word that leads us to joy. God, I pray that you would help us to lay aside the things that, um, that make us focus on our situation. Lord, help us to focus on you. Lord, give us the Restore to us the joy of your salvation. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.